Thank you for joining The Collective today. The Collective is a storytelling podcast interviewing hairstylists and makeup artists. On today's episode, we have makeup artist, global educator, and industry coach, Marietta Carter-Narcisse. Thank you so much, Marietta, for joining me on The Collective today. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm, I'm really excited. (laughs) Me too. So I always start the podcast with the same question every interview. Who is Marietta? That's a complicated question. I'm a lot of things. Um, <laughs> I am a lot of things. I, I, I like to define my life as, um, you know, I'm more than just, more than a powder, pro, powder puff and a lipstick. That's who I am. Um, you know, I, I am a mom. I am a wife. I um. I, I am a makeup artist. I um, I'm a lover of life. Um, I'm a reader. I'm a writer. Um, uh, I, I I love to dabble in the kitchen. Uh, I'm just an all all around creative person. That's beautiful. Who, who has a zest for living and and who enjoys working in film and television. Right. That's beautiful. So I. I follow you on social media, of course, and I know, um, you know, like your career and I was reading over your resume and your, um, and your bio, your bio is just astonishing. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't know how else to say it other than astonishing. I was reading over everything that you do and everything that you've done and everything that you enjoy and love. And it's amazing. So I know you as, um, as a department head. Mm-hmm. you know, as a makeup department head in the film industry. And then I read over your bio and I'm just like, wow. So how, <laughs> how did you get to this point of your career as far as um, department heading? You know, I've been department heading for so long. Um, I have to really think back. I've been fortunate, you know, when I started off in the industry, I started off at a time when I didn't have many black um, role models to follow. Um, and I started off with black actors really didn't have as much a say in who they were bringing on to work with them. So I was at, you know, I guess the timing was good. So when I came on, I, I was fortunate enough to be able to to fill a role that really wasn't filled by many of us. Right. And um and and you know I kept my eye on prize for what I wanted to do with my life and my career. And um, so so I, I I guess, like my girlfriend always says, it takes 25 years to show, 25, 30 years to show overnight success. Um, wow. And yeah. I, I, you know, when, when, I, when I got out of school, when I got out of makeup school, I, I worked, I did a lot of videos, a lot of music videos, which, which really, I, I tell you, music videos, um, at the time, you know, MTV was now starting. Right. And so so music videos were hot. And um, so I did a lot of music videos, which kind of gives you, gets you prepared to be able to do anything, really. Um, and I'd already had a career working, doing live makeup with Natalie Cole. So I did, I traveled, I traveled with her and I did her makeup, her hair and her clothes for her and her band. 
So I was already doing makeup, but I didn't know anything about makeup for film. So I ended up having to go to school to learn how to do makeup for film because I, I didn't know what a call sheet was. I didn't know how to break a script down, none of that. Um, so I went to school to learn all of that. I went to Elegance International Academy. I think it's called E, right? You know, I'm not, I know they changed the name from Elegance, all the, you know, that long name to just E Academy. I think that's what it is in, in Hollywood. So I went there um, and it was a great school. I had some wonderful, a school is only as good as its instructors. So I had some really wonderful instructors. And I was fortunate enough that when people came to the school looking for someone to work, my name was always passed on. So that really gave me confidence early on. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I met a young lady, um, Robin Siegel, who really helped me tremendously with my career. You know, I guess Robin at the time, I guess you can call her my mentor. Um, and um, I worked with her a lot and, and we did the first part of our careers together. We did, she introduced me to several makeup artists that were working in Hollywood at the time. So I did makeup and hair because I am a licensed hairdresser too. So I did makeup and hair in the beginning of my career. So we did several movies together and then she decided she wanted to pursue a career me, in television. So her career built in television and mine built in film. Um, I love the uncertainty of film and she loved the stability of episodics. <laughs> Right. So, you know, so yeah. so it was it was it was it was it was a great dynamic duo. And we were also roommates. So it worked really well. So so and I realized I started department head and once I realized after doing probably about four or five movies um, and working on the people, when I realized what was necessary to be a good department head, I took my business skills because I I um. Prior to all of this, I, I was an account executive for a hair care company. So it meant a lot of planning and organizing and detailing, you know, I mean, right. I details for the company. That's what it was called. Um, and I covered Los Angeles and, and um, all of Los Angeles County and San Diego County. Um, and, you know, I helped set up trade shows and things like that. And before then, I was underwriting for an insurance company, for New York Life Insurance Company. I took all those things that I knew, the secretarial skills that I had learned when I was tempted in the bank, you know, uh, all of that stuff, and I put it all together in department heading because I realized that that's what it was. Department heading was literally being a boss, being an executive, being able to delegate, being able to streamline things, being able to give direction, being able to, to, um, Make sure that if you could job that you had somebody under who could do it, being able to deliver, being able to find solutions and all of that and budget and hire and fire, you know. So I realized all of those were the things that went into the department had in. And and that's what I put into it. And eventually that's me. You know, when I went on to a show, I could pull all those elements. I knew together, and that made for an effective. So I put that into the same element into when I hire my crew, so that I can get the job that's necessary done in the least amount of time and as effectively as possible without the drama. And, and that's kind of how I got where I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's amazing. Um, 
I mean, just all of the things that you just listed and of what's required and necessary of a department head that so many people don't realize, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. So I want, I want to go back to the music video world um, and then, and then you touring. Um, let's talk about that. Cause that's a world. So I, I have actually, that's probably, it's one of the things that I've never done. I've never done a music video. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like on my list of things that I've never done. And I feel like there's only a few in our industry, right. That I haven't done. And, and that's one of them. Um, and then also going on tour, um, mm -hmm. haven't done that, haven't done that either. So those two worlds you felt like kind of prepped you for moving into film. I, I think. Yeah. When I started off, I didn't have a direction. Right. I, my, my route was, was so, um, you know, I was a pre-med student. I was planning to go to medical school. I was on the waiting list at um, um, Jersey Medical School. Um, I, I didn't see a future in this end of the industry. I didn't see any, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I was always programmed to, if you're not a doctor or a lawyer or a nurse or a teacher, you don't have a profession. Right. That's that's what I come from. So I didn't, even though I was sewing, I, I mean, I started off sewing. I was a seamstress. Um, and I designed and made my own clothes and all of that stuff. And I was doing it for years. Um, I still didn't see it as a future. I went to charm school and I used to do fat modeling fashion shows and, you know, do guest appearance. In fact, but I still never saw it as a future. It was always a hobby. And right. I, I was I was never, you know, I come from that generation where you don't make a living from your hobby. That's something you do for fun. What you make a living from is not necessarily fun. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, until I had an epiphany and I realized, why can't I have fun while I'm working? Right. Why can't I do this? Yeah. Exactly. So it was never one of the things. So I actually started off by chucking my hairdressing business, turning my clients over to one of my classmates that I was in school with. And throwing caution to the wind and with somebody that I just met, I didn't even know her that well. I think we knew each other all of less than three weeks. <laughs> Threw caution to the wind and bought two open tickets for one year to go live in Europe, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I was 24 years old. Um, it was probably the scariest, most adventurous time of my life. But I did it. It I got on a plane from New York on an open ticket to Paris, France. Amazing. And that was in 1983. And I, um, I, I, I tied my tour my, my, with my younger brother who at the time was working with the Commodores. And I, I literally hitched my wagon to his wagon <laughs> and went all through Europe with them. And ironically enough, it's so funny how life, is predetermined for you. You just have to find that path. Right. I had no idea that this was my future. On we were going, we landed in Paris, and I know um, changing planes from Paris to Nice. Aretha Franklin's people, all of her sisters and stuff, they were on the flight with us into Nice. We were going to Midam in the, the south of France, where the Cannes Film Festival is held. It's the same auditorium where the film festival is held. 
So this was a big music festival for musicians from all over the world. I have photos. I was sitting in like the third row from the stage and I took photos of Aretha Franklin performing on stage in camp in the south of France in 1983. Never in a million years you could have told me that I would be doing the story of Aretha wow. Franklin in 2020. That is how my life has come full circle. It's amazing. I mean, <laughs> could you just... imagine that? I mean, I, I came home. I came home on Thanksgiving Day because, you know, of course, we wrapped. Right. Because we, we shut down because of the um, COVID. And then we went back in September. But I said, I know I have pictures of Aretha Franklin. I know I do. And I, uh, just about a week ago, I went through some of my photos. And there they were, the pictures of Aretha Franklin on stage with the Commodores, with Melissa Manchester. I have a, a dozen photos of her that I took. Wow. And I had no idea that this was going to be my future. None. Yeah. Fast forward. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Is that something? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's beautiful. I mean, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> just, to, just to think about the, you know, from, from that point in 1983, sitting in, in the 2020. third. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. And the path in which you took to get there, right? Like, Isn't that something? I know. I know. I I, I mean, because when I was doing that, I was just literally enjoying my life and finding myself. I just didn't, I didn't put that down as one of my goals. I I did write down, though. I did write down in my goal book that I started years ago like in 1980, that I wanted to travel with a female entertainer. And that just goes to show you the power of the universe. Amazing. I I just, um, I think it was last week, I did this whole post about, um, it was a quote uh, on um, like being here now, like living in the now. And I, I feel like, I feel like the story is a true testament of, in 1983, you were just, you were living in the moment doing what was coming your way, you know, and then it's like, and then you fast forward and then you're the capacity in which you were in, you know, like, it's like you were with Aretha then, and then you're with Aretha then, you know, I just, it's amazing. I know. I I, I think, I think we're all predetermined. Mm -hmm. We just have to find that path. And for some of us, we live a life and we never find that path. Right. But those of us who've had the ability to find that path and be on it and live it literally in the moment. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's a blessing. It really is. It's amazing. And, 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 and I found that path that, that I was destined to be on, you know. Um, and, and, and finding that path, it, it's like so funny because Amway, you know Amway? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, Amway. I attribute to helping me find that path. <laughs> Weird. It's very strange. When I was in college, the guy I was dating literally turned me on to Amway. And mm-hmm. we, 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 we would do it. It wasn't my path to make a living, but it right. was a path to help me find myself. Right. Because the tools that they presented to me were life skill tools, which 
really, I mean, helped me to manifest a lot of things that I'd written down. And, and I learned how to do affirmations through Amway. Amazing. You know, again, it wasn't a way for me to make money, but it was a way for me to create a life, the life that I'm living now. Right. I mean, you know, it's it's like everything that we go through, right, is some sort of um, some sort of learning experience. And, mm-hmm. and through Amway, you were able to through, through those experiences and then and take it with you. Yeah, because I, I learned that no vision is too big. Right. And I all and one of the most important things I learned is that you can always change your mind. Totally. Because you write it down, you can always change your mind. Because some of the things I've written down were not realistic or were not doable at the time. Mm. But there were so many others that were. Right. And 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 the universe took over and allowed me to fulfill those things that were doable and 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 more tangible, you know. Right, and that were meant for you. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Amazing. So you've had this, you know, film and TV. You've been on the road. <laughs> Your whole Aretha full, full circle is just mind blowing right now. <laughs> So you have so many other things that you do too. So you've got, um, you've got the academy. You've got the, um, you have the book. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh, you have so many things that that you do. Out, not really outside of film and TV. I mean, they're all relative. But yeah. So tell me about the academy. Well, my in my virtual academy is yeah. you know I I went back to school in in 2009 to do my master's in our education. Um, and because I realized that this was going to be the way things are going to go. Never in a million years did I foresee COVID. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, but, um, and, you know, I was using WebEx way 12 years ago when nobody even really knew what it was. And then I started using Zoom before anybody knew what it was. Right. And and it's so funny because I was doing classes and doing things over Zoom. Um and um so my 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 whole thing was I need to get some stuff virtually. And because I really love teaching, I love, love teaching, I love teaching. Um I I, I wanted to learn how to create a really powerful platform online. Granted, there's so much information that I still have to input because you it's hard to do that creative work mm-hmm. while you're working it is it really is. It's, you know it's like I need to bury my head in the sand to put things down and write in that people can follow right so so I still it's still a work in progress I do have one really strong class up there um, um and that one is is my script breakdown continuity and the call sheet mm-hmm and that's a really powerful class. And I am about, I'm going to launch that in Spanish come the beginning of the year. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I need because, to, huh? I was going to say, I need to make sure that I share that. Um, yeah, I, I've been, we've been working on that. So, and that's, that's been, because the entire thing had to be translated into Spanish. <laughs> right. But, but that, that I find is one of the most fundamental aspects of our industry in film and TV that people, 
don't really know how to do properly. Right. No, I, I agree. 110%. Um, and uh, they've learned it, but they've learned it on the fly. So there's still a lot of missing elements because people who have taken this class, they go, oh, I, I know how to read a call sheet. I know, I know how to break a script. And then they take the class and they come back. Let me stand corrected. I thought I knew how to read a call sheet. I <laughs> thought I knew how to break a script. I thought I understood continuity. Wow. And then they come back to me and they go, oh, my gosh. It's so, you know, it's so much more detailed than I ever learned. Because you really don't learn unless you've been taught properly. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and because... You can't, you can't get the right answer if you don't ask the right question. Right. And if you don't know, you don't know. So if you don't know, you don't know. That's right. Yeah. Interesting. So, so, so that, that has been my class. Then I have a class on location because going on location is a whole different ball game. Yeah. And, um, and so that, and that, that class I want to get up next because that class I think is really important. Um, and, 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 you know, and then I, I have, you know, set etiquette and then I have how to department head, how to be a good key, how to be a day player, um, all of those things. So there's so many different elements that I have. Um, and, you know, and I, I write it all down because I, I want you to be able to to get it and get it the right way. Right. Yeah. I um, I taught within the Paul Mitchell world for a while and then I mm-hmm. traveled and um for a makeup company that is found in the Paul Mitchell schools, like they provide the kits and that sort of thing. So the background in education too, and it's one of the best things that Paul Mitchell does is that they um, do the multiple intelligence quizzes. So mm-hmm. as soon as, as soon as somebody enrolls, you take a quiz and, and that quiz then tells all the educators um, how you learn best. Right. And so mm-hmm. I think it's so important. So, you know, having it written, like for me, I'm, what they consider verbal linguistic, um, mm-hmm. like 50-50. But for me, I like reading things, you know, like even if I'm using like Google Maps or something, like I will switch over to the directions and read the directions. Um, You're like is, me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is interesting. So I think having it, you know, not just speaking um, and teaching, but actually having it verbally written down too is so important for so many people. Right, because I, I I have to see it and hear it simultaneously yeah. for it to work. Right. And, and stuff. There's some people who can just hear it. I need to see it too. Same. Yeah, it's so interesting, isn't it? The way the mind yeah. works. Yeah. Yeah. We you know, all like, learn differently, and that that's one of the biggest things. That that's why I spent so much time putting the class together. Mm-hmm. Because we all learn differently, so I'll say the same thing in three or four different ways. Right. Because of that and and even when I was teaching in you know the brick and mortar school and I thought in brick and mortar school uh, makeup for about 10 12 years and um and and you know I get a class sometimes of 24 students right and I got 24 different kinds of learning right going on at the same time and 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 stuff and I have to keep looking to see when that light's gonna that light bulb's gonna go off yeah. And, and for some of them, it goes off and for some of them, it never does. And and which I know half the time they shouldn't be in that classroom anyway, you know. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, so, uh, so. so you, you have so up on right now you have the one class up and then you have the other ones that are coming up as well. Right. I've got I've got all my framework of those classes and mm-hmm. different as- aspects and components of different modules completed. 
So I'm trying in in my downtime, whatever downtime that is. <laughs> it, it's so hard for somebody like myself to get downtime because I am the full time caregiver of my soon to be 92 year old mother. So it's hard. It's like raising, you know, it's like raising a child all over again. Right. Um, yeah. um, and and so it, it's hard in my daily life. To do a lot of things, I have to carve out a lot of times. It's you know when you're running a household and stuff. It's it's unless I'm away from home where I don't have to worry about cooking, cleaning, or any of the daily chores of laundry or running the aspects of running the house. Um, it's hard to just focus on one thing. To right. sit down uninterrupted for 25 minutes, it's like almost impossible sometimes. Yeah, I, I get it. I during COVID, I was working on um, uh, it's I'm building a digital course, and then I have a book that goes with it, which I'm referring to as a companion, and it's hairstyling right. makeup artist because, like you, I have a background in hair. Um, mm-hmm. and so I've been working on that, and then it was like I had the companion. The book is almost complete, except for there's like. I need to do a photo shoot, like I need to do some video that I couldn't do during COVID for obvious reasons and like all of these things. And then I am, and then, you know, we start working again. Right. And so it was like, yeah. I have one chapter left minus the pictures. And then we start working again and I'm like, Oh, so this week I've been trying to pick it back up, but yeah, it's hard. It's like, it's hard. Uh, especially, you know, I, I, I was able to, when I, when I went away the last two months, I was by myself. So I was able to do a lot more. Right. And um, in between coming home and being tired. Right. <laughs> because yeah. I don't know about you, but working in COVID, I think I felt more exhausted. Absolutely. Than I did in the whole 15, 16 hour days we had sometimes prior right. to COVID. And I, it felt like mental gymnastics every night I got home. So I would stumble up the stairs, fall in half the time with just enough energy to get the clothes off right. and go to bed. Yeah, no, <laughs> I agree. And I don't know if it's the, I don't know if it's like the masks and the shields and the, or I if it's just so. like, or if it's I just. I think the lack of, the lack of um, finite oxygen coming in. Yeah. And not drinking enough water. Yeah. Um, I think, and, and just the convoluted way we had to work and the cleaning in between I think mm-hmm. all of the above was exhausting and I think that that's what we dealt with at the end of the day I agree yeah it was like I, you know putting on that girdle or that tight bra and you right. step into the house and you right. can't wait to pull it off to get it off I know yeah and and it's like then it's like oh relief but then when you get that relief you're sure exhausted you just want to pass out yeah, I think there's some stress there, too, that we don't realize, you know, like it's we have the whole stress of like, did we do this? Did we do that? Did we, you know, oh, yeah. and then the risk of exposure and the whole thing. I think there's like that yes. underlying stress that we don't realize that we're taking on, too. I, I, I 150 percent. Yeah. It was very stressful. Did I did I do everything I needed to do? Was I cautious right. enough? Was I careful right. enough? Um, Did I miss a step? Yeah. Yeah. And you're constantly playing it back in your head. No, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the exhaustion prevented me from doing a lot of creative work. But I did, I, I must tell you, I was able to, I don't know, if, oh my gosh, where's my book? Um, uh, it's um, uh, uh, The Artist's Way. 
I I um I I did have a chance to significant pro pro with the artist way, where uh -huh. I would brain drain in the morning. Right. So when I got up before I went to work, I literally would write three pages of of, of brain just dump it. Just, yeah. I just would dump it to get my day going. Do you have the workbook? Uh, I've got all three books. <laughs> <laughs> I've I got work the workbook, the, the work journal, book. and the, 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 just her book book. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I don't have her book, but it's so good. I mean, I have the workbook. and. Yeah, I have all three. and But I was able, and that helped me a lot. That gave me a, a lot of um, a really strong push every day to cope. Right. And, and and I think that really helped. But since I got home, I haven't been able to do it. I know. I know. It's it's um it's funny because when I so I was in um we were in Butte, Montana, and so it was like you know it was, <laughs> it was cold. We were there for eight weeks, and um you know so it was like cold, and like one day it's snowing, and then I don't know like record breaking snow for October while we were there, and you know that's like working in those elements and that whole thing, but. I was able to, um, like during COVID, I have my, my yoga practice and I was able like my yoga meditation and like really hardcore during COVID. And then I started that job and it was probably after two weeks in, then I was able to get back on it. And I was like every day, like hardcore on my practice every morning, either before or after, depending on, you know, our shooting schedule. And then I get back home and it's like, uh, <laughs> wait, like I have to get it's back hard. into it again. Yeah. Cause you have, do you all have these kids? I do. I have three kids and, um, oh. they're six, 16, 14 oh. and 11. And so then you have virtual school, which doesn't work very well for my youngest one. Like, like I have to physically be there and prompt him the whole day. Um, so that takes a lot of, yeah. <laughs> a lot of time and, and when I was away, he didn't get as much done as he should have. So it's like catching up. And yeah, so it's like getting back into that world. I'm not able or I haven't been able to kind of get back into my practice. But oh, my God, bless you. <laughs> but they're out of school for two weeks for the holiday. So I'm getting back to it. But yeah, it's, wow. it's interesting. It's how we hard because my, my son, my son is much older. My, my son is 26 now, so. I don't have to to deal with what you're going through right now, so that, that's that's tough. Yeah, it's yeah. it's an, inter an interesting world because you know pre-COVID we still had to worry about you know their grades and their schoolwork and all of these things, but now that's in I feel like it's intensified a bit, so it's interesting. Of course, yeah. of course, it's a lot you're dealing with. Yeah, there. tell me about your little brown book. From teaching I, for years, and I, I went back looking how I did this for years I always had handouts so I would do a, I would go lecture for IMATS or for the powder group or when I lectured for Mac when I did master classes for Mac I would always have these handouts and everybody's like oh I need a handout I need a handout and they had all like the terminology of all the it focused mostly on what you would see in the end credits you know the executive producer and the producer and the AD that kind of thing and then when I was in the brick and mortar classes, of course, they were like, I need, what, what are these, blah, blah, blah. And I realized I had so much paper that I was handing out. I thought, why don't I put this in form? So I started, I, I, and I, I started to create, and I created it, and I had a different name. 
And then uh, uh, um, uh, uh, my my spiritual guru said to me, "You need to change the name." <laughs> <laughs> and 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 then I changed the name, and people really responded very well because I I started thinking, you know, that little black book, that little black book that's got all the secrets, that's got everything in it. That's right. you know. And I said, well, I don't want it to be a little black book, so let's call it the little brown book. That's kind of how I came up with the name. I said, how about the little brown book? And I'm like, let's do it a warm chocolate brown and. And then she says, you've got to put something like buzzwords, buzzwords, because that's what a lot of these words are. They're buzzwords right. and lingo and stuff. And that's kind of how the name evolved. And it's been, it's the greatest little tool because even though we've been in this industry for a long time, there's so many terms. It's, 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 it, you know, the industry has a language of its own. It does. Absolutely. And, and, I, and I think for part of our success within the industry is speaking the language. And because I, I know years ago on a set, young lady in the makeup department, you know, she heard we need a half apple. So her reaction automatically was, let me run to craft service and get an apple. And she got an apple and cut it in half and came back to set with half of that apple in her hand. Who needed a half apple? <laughs> well, we were the laughing stock of the production that day. Okay. So, so it's like just even understanding all those terms. What do they mean? Um, and and giving you clarity. Are you going to remember everything? No, but at least if you know what the honey wagon is and ten one hundred is, and you right. know, I mean, just where's your, you know, what's your twenty? That just the basic stuff to get by. You wouldn't seem so like, oh my God, what am I doing here? Kind of thing. So, so why I created this so that people will have some insight as to what the language is in the industry we work in. And and I extended it from just film and television because film and TV have their own language. Yeah. They just do. And then when you do episodic, there are things in episodic that don't exist in film. Right. And sitcoms that don't exist in episodic and film. So it's understanding how each, even though it's all the same thing, how each one is a separate entity within itself. And then in in fashion and in bridal and, and in retail. So I tried to incorporate a little bit of each. And then you've got, you know, the 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 um the typical um hip hop, um, let's see, what's the right word? Um this new generation kind of thing that that they use where you don't even know what these words are they're saying. Right. Uh, pop culture, pop culture. That's the word yeah. I was looking for. So you've got these pop culture terms that, you know, which is a little bit of um, drag queen stuff, a little bit of whatever, you know, a little bit of the hip hop world. It's a combination of all the above that I don't know what the devil they're talking about. You know, so, so this has a lot of that. Because like even in my class, Several years ago, when the young lady said to me, she said, oh, her eyebrows are on fleek. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I, was teaching, I, <laughs> I was teaching during that time, too. And I, I remember having to, like, having them, having the students or future professionals show me the video, that Vine video, because I had no clue what that meant or where it came oh. from or anything. <laughs> I don't. I still don't even know where it came from. All I know is when she said that, <laughs> I looked at her. She must have thought I had ten heads because I had no clue what she was talking about. 
Oh my gosh. No, I remember that like it was yesterday. And wow. So <laughs> I that's what I put I so I put I created the book with that. You know, and then in a couple of years, I'm gonna have to revise it again and stuff. Yeah. But when I did, when I because re- before it was called um, Roll Sound, uh-huh. Rolling Speed, you know, the whole spiel that yeah. that the AD goes through, and and so then I revised it when I created, changed it to the Little Brown Book, and you know, in a couple of years, I will revise it again and add more stuff because I'm always learning, I'm always writing more stuff down. Wow, so. <laughs> I need to make, we need to make sure that this book gets out there because it's so crucial. All yeah, these, thank you. you know, these yeah. terms, because I, I mean, I wish, I'll have to get my hands on it too, but I'm just thinking like when I first started, how helpful to have had that, you know? I know, send me your address so I can send you one because that, that I, I think it's important. You know, this is a book that I want to get into the schools. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's exactly where, what I was thinking too, is that it, it should be, right? Like, I mean, you know, there's nothing like it out there because I have searched and, you know, I find camera, you might find something on a website for grips and electric, but right. it's specific to grips and electric, something for camera specific to them. But there's not one all encompassing that deals with the industry. It just isn't. It, it doesn't exist. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's so important. I when I um when I was working on getting into the union, I was working on getting my days and um I have, there was a couple girls in the DC area and we all like went through the interview process together, like the whole thing. And um, there were two of us, very type A personalities. And we, the two of us like simultaneously didn't even know the other one was doing this. And one day we were working at one of the networks and we both came in with our index cards. We had made flashcards of the terms. <laughs> like, uh, my friend Tiffany made them and then I made them and we came in and we're like, what? And so then we were like exchanging flashcards, you know, like oh what terms I didn't have that she had. Cause we were trying to learn all of these terms that, you know, in the news network world where we were not all, you yeah. know, like all of these terms didn't exist. And so we were like studying the terms and like having to research them online and this whole thing. So I think, like I, I almost feel like, your book should be mandatory. I mean, honestly, like, I feel like it should be like some sort of like, you know, mandatory book. <laughs> everyone oh, should yeah. when they're going into film and TV, you know? Yeah, because there, there's so much, there's, there, I mean, and as small as that book is, there's so many terms in that little book. Sure. Yeah. And, and stuff. And so send me your address so I can mail it, mail it you out one so that you can have it. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it, it's um, it's it's you know the industry. There's so much to learn, and I'm always learning, and my ears are always propped open so that I can pick up something else that I didn't know before. Right, right. Yeah, we should yeah. um, we should get as a guest speaker into the schools too. That that's one of if you can do that for me, I would love it. That that's one <laughs> of the things that I would love love to do more of. Yeah, um, is is you know because I you know people need to understand the industry. They need to understand what they're getting into, and and there's so much mixed information even within the schools that are pushing makeup in here. I mean, a lot of these schools leave out pertinent things because they want these students to take classes, but mm-hmm. they don't. They sugarcoat the industry. They don't give them the truth about yeah. the industry. Yeah. And I think you need to know you need because everybody does not belong in this industry. It's as yeah. simple as that. Well, and I think too, like when I went to hair school, so when I went to hair school, 
Um, I grew up in South Georgia. There were no, like even in Atlanta during the time, there were no makeup schools. So, you know, I went to hair school and I thought I was going to get all these amazing makeup lessons in, in cosmetology. <laughs> <laughs> were Didn't... you in for rude awakening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think too, like even even there, when um, I was in the first class of the Paul Mitchell School in Atlanta, there were 10 of us. And I think out of the 10 of us, there's only two or three of us that are actually still in the industry in some capacity. Um, I'll do some email introductions after this and we'll get you in guest artists. And I, I mean, a lot of them are doing virtual guest artists now, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is a lot easier to do, I think. No, I mean, I do, I'll do some stuff with them when they need, like I did some stuff during COVID um, for the schools because they, so, they're in some of the Paul Mitchell schools and some of, some of the Tony and Guy schools um, and some other, you know, private schools. So I did some classes for them during the beginning of COVID, like maybe like hmm, when the schools started shutting down. So like March, April. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they've, um, so Ollie and Peggy, so they have co-cosmetics and then they own a Paul Mitchell school in Pasadena and then they have- right. Paul Mitchell School in New York that they're taking over. Um, and then they also just started franchising salons out of the UK in the mm-hmm. US. So they've got a lot of things going on right now. Um, so whenever they need help, I jump in and help. I just, I used to do a lot. I used to handle education for them. And then um, I just got so busy in the TV world that I couldn't focus the time that needed to be focused on it, you know? Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Whenever, whenever they need an extra hand, I'm, um, there. Okay. Cause yeah. Cause I remember when, when it, um, I, uh, I remember when they started the line when they, you know? Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'll send an email introduction and, get you on some guest artists because I think you have so much valuable information. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> that would be awesome. So what else? So you've got your book, you've got the classes. What's going on now? What's next for Marietta? Just well, I have a plan. I have a planner. Oh, that's right. You do have a planner. Yeah, I have a planner and I'm, um, I am finishing up my planner because you know, no matter how hard I try to get this stuff done before the new year, it's so hard with all the different things that I do. Um, so this, 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 I'm almost, a matter of fact, today I'm, I'm doing my final run through because there's so many dates that I can't put in any because of the COVID, because the, the dates are just missing all the film festivals and stuff. They don't have any dates or they're just plain old canceled or they're doing them virtually. And a lot of them that are being done virtually still don't have dates up and stuff. So I just had to reach a decision and say, you know what? I can't wait for any of those dates. I'm just going to have to do without putting in those dates. Like even things like, like IMAT, they don't even have virtual shows. Wow. So that's right. So your planner is the one that breaks down all of the upcoming events and shows and right. education. and okay. Right. All, yeah. All, yeah, I normally do that. And so this year I decided to cover my planner. Um, I decided to do all skin tones, just a, a global skin Very tone cool. front cover. Love so it. So it's just, it's just, you know, real skin tones, even though some of them look far fetched, they're real skin tones that are on there. Um, and then the back, 
I decided since 2020 was such a different kind of year, I have to honor Black Lives Matter. So a lot of the young men and women who were killed, uh-huh. uh, I have their names on the back of the book. Ugh, I love it so much. And then inside where I normally would put quotes, each, I, I normally put quotes on um, like one page all the way through going through. I mm-hmm. always have some inspirational quotes. This year I decided to just put the name and the location and the date of that person. So that's kind of my dedication to, 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 and what I really want to do is be able to, 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 to send some of the proceeds from the sales of this book to Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. um, um, and, um, and, and to help fight some of the injustices of all, the untimely demises of all these different people who were shot at the hands of yeah. law enforcement or enforcement or lost their lives, you know, um, so, so unjustly. Um, and, and that's kind of my, 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 my way of giving back. Yeah, no, I think it's so, beautiful. And, you know, I, and, and I love that you, you found the way, you know, like you found your way to give back. Cause I think it, it can be hard to find, you know, it, it is, it, it is, it, it's really difficult trying to find. So, so, but my, 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 I, I call it my, my girlfriend, my spiritual guru. That's what I call her. Um, you know, she says, you just have to, to think about it, that you're giving back whatever little donation, wherever you can, however you can, you know? Mm-hmm. So sometimes I, 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 I think it's, you know, sometimes it's not even the big thing. Sometimes it's the very small things that we do, Absolutely. you know? And because they're, they're impactful just as much. Sometimes. Yeah. Because I, I know for me, when I was putting together, because I, I had a big break in in, 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 in in doing makeup, not doing makeup per se, but in working within the industry, I had a big break for a, for a while because, again, I had to raise my kid. Um, and I, I um, when I made a, a life altering decision that it was so hard to work on Samuel L. Jackson's personal and raise my kids simultaneously. It was really tough for me. So I had to make a decision, you know, and my decision was I can't be on the road like that, you know, right? and be be an effective mom. I, 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 can't, I, I couldn't do it from the road. That's just me. Those who are able to do it, God bless their soul, but I, I couldn't do it. And I, I made a choice to, to, to raise my kid um, and, you know, because I had my kid later in life. So, um, you know, of course, that meant a big financial change. It meant a big change in me wanting to be in the industry because I didn't realize and I didn't recognize that I had hit burnout, Brooke. I didn't know mm-hmm. because I didn't know what to look for. I didn't know what it was. Right. And I had hit burnout. I crashed and burnt really hard mm-hmm. because I was working nonstop without a break. Right. And I crashed and I crashed hard. I did not want to go anywhere near a movie set. It was like torture for me. And um and, and 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 so so I say that to to say we have to pace ourselves, and you know trying to balance wifehood with motherhood and workhood, um if you don't pace yourself you can hit a a wall like it's, it's and tough. I and I hit a wall at 200 miles. Wow, I mean I think. I think uh, one of the positives of COVID is that we all had to stop. You know, yep. and and so I was thinking about that. <laughs> like, I there were so many things that um, 
you know, like the go, go, go. Right. And yeah, which takes us to the burnout. And we all had mm-hmm. to stop and pause. And I just hope that we don't ever go back to that at full capacity. I mean, I mean, I hope that we still continue to work and make a living and do all the things that we love to do. But I just hope that we remember. We learn, we learn yeah. how to, we learn how to pause. And yes. I, lo- I, I love how you said that. We need to learn how to pause. Um, and, and, and that, I think, is critical for success in this industry because there's so many of us who don't have a life outside of it, outside of this. And mm-hmm. I tell people, because, you know, like Michael DeVillis asked me um, recently, how do you manage to stay current in this industry? It's because makeup is part of my life. It is not my life. Mm, I love that. It is a part of my life. And, and I think that that's critical to understand in order to have a well-balanced life. You got to turn it off at some point. And, and, and like you said, COVID has given people the opportunity to, for uh, the first time in a long time, to eat meals together as a family. Right. Because you're forced to. But one of the things that I learned when I packed up and moved from Los Angeles in 2004 to South Florida is that I stopped to not only smell the roses, but to pick them along the way. Mm. because I wanted a life with my child and my husband. Right. And if it meant I was going to be making less, but I was going to have my family, that's what I did. I went and I worked at Saks Fort Lauderdale at the Lancome Counter just so I wouldn't miss my kids' performances. Wow. And, and you bounced right back into the industry. Yep. The industry is right here where I left it. Amazing. It's beautiful. And, and, so, and that, you know, and so, so people have to realize that the industry is not going anywhere. Right. It'll be here. Wow. You have so, like, you have so much information. I could sit here and talk to you for hours and hours. <laughs> <laughs> so. If you had a conversation with 2010 Marietta, what would you say to her today? Wow, 2010, 2010, where was I? 2010, I was getting my master's. I was finishing it up. Um, What would I say to her today? Um, Look at your future. Look at the the future you want. Plan for a rainy day, which is what your mother always tells you. Plan for a rainy day, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Um, it's it's um, you know, stop. I, um, no, that's not what I would tell her. Um, a lot of what I'm doing today comes from from what I've written down back in. 83, I, you know, and um, I would just say do more of what you've been doing, um, you know, well, give me a minute to think of that one there, give me a minute, because <laughs> <laughs> 2010, um, I think don't be afraid, I think as I started to grow older, um, 
I was more hesitant in 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 um in doing things and I I I had to listen to my son and my husband and my son said to me reach out reach out collaborate more so I would say collaborate reach out don't be afraid to reach out um because you know, the older you get this newer generation they're so different they're so versatile as well they're not, they're unafraid they're unafraid um and I think my younger self took more chances. The older I got, you're afraid to make mistakes. So don't be afraid to make mistakes. That's one of the things I would tell myself. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Take the risk. Take the chance. Um, so what happens if you stumble? It's okay. Um, and 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 let's see. Um, and don't be so hard. Don't be so hard on myself. I think that's the, the 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 advice I would give myself. Don't be don't be afraid. Um, take the risks. Um, and and I think I am a lot more versed in technology than a lot of my friends are. Mm. Big yeah, be, and and you know because all the graphics on my book I do myself. Except for the little brown book, um, well, a makeup artist who's a graphic designer did that one. But for my planners, a lot of the graphics I do myself. So I jumped in there and I took a graphics course. So don't be afraid, you know. Don't be so hard. Um, take the risk. Collaborate more. Um, and um, never stop seeing the world through a child's eyes. Mm. Beautiful. So, if we wanted to find you, find your books, your classes, where do we go? What is what's your website? MarietaCarterNurses.com. Um, There's a hyphen in that Carter Nurses. MarietaCarter-Nurses.com. Got it. And then for social media, um, Marietta CM. Okay. That's my Twitter handle. Everything is under my name. Got it. Yeah, it's perfect. Perfect branding. Yeah, everything's, under, everything's <laughs> under my name. So, so I, I'm working on, you know, moving the planner onto. So now the planner's under my name. The little brown book's under my name. But I still have more things to do with the website and all that. It's a work in progress. Social media is a full time job unto itself, you know, yes. and it's hard to maintain all of it. It and is. To stay stay on top of all of it. So yeah. Really is. Well. Uh, uh, uh. I can't, I can't thank you enough for this conversation today. It was amazing. And there's so much more. <laughs> oh, I can't thank you, Brooke. Thank you so much for taking the time to, you know, um, to, to, to bring me on to, to your, uh, to your, 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 your podcast. I really, I'm very excited to, 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 to tune in and, and listen to it and very proud of you because how, how you managed to do all of this and still balance motherhood. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Okay, I think it's a great. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you liked what you heard today, please give us a like and follow us at The Collective Pro.